The German government put out a report last night that basically said, we dodged a bullet. There was major concerns all last year after the events in Ukraine, Russia, electricity prices, energy, general inflation, that suggested 2023 might not be very good in Germany in particular. But the German government today says, nope, we dodged a bullet. In fact, German economy minister or economic minister, whatever his term is, the fellow's name is, I think, Robert Habeck, Habeck. He basically said that Germany has proven its resilience and has done very well economically. Electricity prices have come down, therefore consumer and producer prices have come down. They even got some good news from S&P Global, whose PMIs for the country didn't fall even farther in January than they had been already last year. So this led the government in Germany to say, no recession, we dodged a bullet, as I said. And in fact, the report indicated, in fact, it actually stated, there are no signs of significant recession, which many observers have long considered inevitable. No signs of significant recession, none. Zero signs of significant recession in Germany. Not one sign of recession. Of course, I'm making fun of the German government because like all good economists, and that's who they employ there, they employ economists who employ econometrics, they pay no attention to what's going on in their fixed income marketplace because they wouldn't know how to decode the curves to begin with. What you see in those fixed income markets aren't just signs of recession, they're unprecedented signs of serious concerns. And here's the thing, here's the real thing, and I know I say that all the time, but here's the thing. The, the German government marketplace knows all of the things that have reportedly improved since the peak in electricity prices way back in September. So as consumer and producer prices have turned the corner, these markets have gotten worse, not better. So where the German government sees lower inflation pressures as a good thing, a way to avoid recession, the markets are seeing it very different. They're seeing the lower consumer price and producer price pressures as the economy already suffered too much damage. And the reason that consumer prices are falling down is not because central banks wanted it that way, but because it's already too late. No signs of significant recession. But this idea has become widespread this year, especially as the stock market has rebounded in, certain, in many places around the world. In fact, almost every market index is up rather substantially, especially in 2023. An unnamed macro strategist said earlier today, with the global growth outlook narrative shifting more toward a soft landing rather than recession, we are seeing the tech sector come back in favor for now. Is that true? Because Microsoft would have a word with you there. But that is the, I, the idea of a soft landing narrative has in fact come about. In fact, it is, it's pretty much commonplace nowadays, at least for those who pay only attention to what central bankers have to say or what the stock market is doing. Because as Germany is going to find out the hard way, there are proliferating signs of a recession everywhere. And this is a globally synchronized system. If Germany's in trouble, you can bet everyone else is too, including the United States. And when we look around to the United States, I'm gonna use Jay Powell's words from last, from last year to set the tone of what's going on here in the United States. It's not just the US or Germany, 
globally synchronized recession and the signs are everywhere. You only have to you almost have to be blinded like a politician or economist not to see them. Rates are going down. We'll let Jay Powell speak about that. But first, I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. If you're interested, we have of course memberships available where we do exclusive video content going deep into the analysis behind the monetary system. How do we understand curves from the perspective of global reserve currency movements and changes? What is the global reserve currency? It's not the US dollar. All that available to Eurodollar University members. We also have research subscriptions, a daily briefing I do, partnership with Markets Insider Pro that tells you all the important data, macroeconomic data of any given day, in any given day as well as important market notes, what's going on with the curves, but not just the curves, other parts of the monetary marketplace too. And then there's the deep dive analysis at Eurodollar University, where we dive deep into all of the things that we talk about on the YouTube show and elsewhere. All the information available for you at eurodollar.university. So where are these signs, the signs of recession aren't just in certain PMIs or anecdotes. They've, you've been hearing them all throughout the earnings season in January for the fourth quarter where companies, one after another it seems, references the term economic uncertainty. When they say economic uncertainty, they mean contraction, recession. We know that's what they mean because if there wasn't a contraction or recession, recession in their numbers and in their forecast, they would ignore it entirely because companies need to be positive and optimistic all the time. So economic uncertainty is already the euphemism for contraction. And today we got numbers, or was it yesterday from 3M recently, last couple days, 3M, another global bellwether, global industrial bellwether, industry, goods, goods economy was supposed to stay red hot forever. Remember, as we finished up 2021, it was the red hot economy that was going to stay good forever. And then at the end of 2022, we have economic uncertainty. There's a radical shift going on last year. And like so many other companies, big companies lately, 3M has done what? They're cutting the 2,500 manufacturing jobs, which not a whole lot of manufacturing jobs, but maybe this is just the start. Maybe 3M's warnings here, what they said was, Electronics demand is down is expected to be down significantly in 2023. Electronics demand, once the once the prime example of the supply shock, the inflation of 2021, ship chip shortages and everything else. Now all of a sudden demand 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 down significantly for it. We expect macroeconomic challenges to persist in 2023, according to Chief, Chief Executive Officer Mike Roman, and that the planned job cuts are a necessary decision to align with adjusted production volume. Adjusted production volume, which means contraction. The thing that's consistent with a recession, not a soft landing. Of course, the big one last night, and I know this one was last night, was Microsoft. Microsoft reported relatively decent numbers across the entire company until they started talking about their forecast and the specific segments that have to do with, in particular, consumers. Businesses too, but consumers in, in particular. And what they said was, you know, the 
macroeconomic conditions had changed customer priorities. And then they decided to lay off about 4.5% of their employees. Again, that's not soft landing stuff, nor is this, nor are the details behind Microsoft's dour outlook. Uh, the, personal, the personal computing unit saw a sales decline in the fourth quarter of 19%. And that's the unit that includes the Windows PC software, Xbox video games, all the stuff that was supposed to stay good forever. Windows licensing revenue collapsed 39% in the holiday Christmas quarter as PC sales have crashed, according to most mainstream estimates. Devices revenue also down 39%. Xbox content down 12, 12%. Isn't Xbox supposed to grow forever? Maybe putting, maybe getting workers back in the office is harming Microsoft. And they blamed this, of course, all of these weak, weak results on one thing, a difficult macroeconomic climate. Is that a soft landing or is that perhaps a sign of impending or even concurrent recession? Now, how would we know? I mean, the German, the German government and both the German economists and the German economy minister all say there's no signs of recession. But as I showed at the outset, in Germany, the signs of recession are absolutely blaring. The German curve is inverted in a way we've never seen it before. That's not a soft landing. That's the market saying in very technical terms, in very high level terms, interest rates are going to go lower. And why would interest rates go lower? Well, let's ask Mr. Jay Powell. Because remember back when the U.S. Treasury yield curve first inverted in this cycle, it was March of 2022. And it was the two-year, 10-year spread, which is the one the public knows enough to watch and associate with recession for good reason. Well, Jay Powell said, no, 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 forget the 210 spread. I know that's the one everybody watches, and I know there's a correlation, but we sophisticated economists we don't use the 210 spread because why would we? We have our own sophisticated way of looking at sophisticated things using sophisticated analysis and coming up with sophisticated interpretation. And our sophisticated interpretation says, forget the two-year tenure, use something called the near-term forward spread. That's what us great economists use. We use the near-term forward spread. And as Powell said last March, that's really what has 100% of the explanatory power of the yield curve. Notice he said 100% of the explanatory power of the yield curve. It makes sense because if this part's inverted, that means the Fed's going to cut, which means the economy is weak. Right on, brother. Preach it. That's exactly right, Mr. Powell. Once the Fed starts cutting rates, it's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. It's because in his own words, the economy is weak. And he's about to eat his words because after saying the near-term forward spread has 100% the explanatory power, spoiler alert, guess what happened a couple months ago? The near-term forward spread inverted. And in early January, as all of these good things in soft landing, as, as the one macroeconomic strategy sa strategist said, the narrative has shifted from recession. Guess what happened to the near-term forward spread? It went nuclear. It went even more inverted. As of January 6th, the near-term forward spread, I use January 6th because that's the last publicly available number I have. There are private sources you can get on Bloomberg, but I like to use the publicly available sources so that you can check your own work. And this, I'll put the link in the description below, but it's, 
It actually comes from a place called neartermforwardspread.com. It's maintained by a couple economists, both I believe who used to work for the Fed, one who still does. Either way, if you want to check out the near-term forward spread, there it is, publicly available, calculated in the way that Jay Powell likes from the paper that he was referencing. Minus 73.6 basis points as of January 6th. And what the near-term forward spread means, or what it's what it is it is specifically telling us is that the expected three-month interest rate 18 months from now is three-quarters of a percent lower than it is today. Three-quarters of a percent lower 18 months ahead. So you can understand why Jay Powell would say it has a lot of explanatory power. Number one, it's telling us that the market is saying interest rates are going to go lower, which is something that we hear all the time. Not only that, look at when these changes took place. The most, the steepest part of the, of the recent cycle for the near-term forward spread was June 13th. So it began to fall off June into July, just like everything else. And then it fell off and turned negative for the first time back in early November. In fact, a specific day in early November, the day the October CPI came out, the one that which triggered for the marketplace the same reaction we see across Germany and other places. It was confirmation of what markets have been expecting all along, which is consumer price and producer price pressures were going to come down, not because of successful policies, but because they had gone too far already. They had created too much demand destruction, too much economic pain, for the economy to continue. And as the marketplace continues to plot lower interest rates ahead, remember what Mr. Powell said. What has 100% of the explanatory power of the yield curve? 100% of the explanatory power of the yield curve says Jay Powell is 100%, well, it's never 100%, but as near as 100% as a uncertain dynamic world can produce that kind of certainty, interest rates are going lower. And if you go to neartermforwardspread.com, what you see in the short paragraph explaining it is this sentence. The near-term forward spread is a good indicator of the future stance of monetary policy as well as recessions because of what Powell said. Those two things are linked. The Fed cut, cuts rates because things in the economy, as well as the monetary, the monetary system and likely financial markets are not going so well. Now also keep in mind here, it's, remember, keep in mind, the policymakers themselves have said, no way. We're gonna hike rates because we're concerned about inflation. And the last thing we're gonna do is let our foot off the gas on our rate hikes before we're absolutely convinced that consumer price pressures are, are taken care of. And remember where they get their consumer price pressure worldview from. It comes from the Phillips curve and this idea of expectations. Those are both at best, well, they're not really, it has nothing to do with inflation, but for them at best, those are lagging backward looking indicators. So by the time they realize that consumer price pressures have indeed abated substantially, in fact, sufficiently, 
there that's way down the road and yet the market is absolutely certain that interest rates are going lower not in some way distant uh, year but sooner rather than later and that's what we see all across the marketplace i said i talked about germany how about euro dollar futures euro dollar futures is another really good one the inversion is still peaking at uh, the inversion top the inflection is still at the June 2023 contract, though it does move in and out with May occasionally as the market gets a better sense of everything. But still, June 2023 to the December 2023, so the second half of the year, that's inverted by 45 basis points. And it's been as much as 50 basis points recently. The June 2023 spread to June 2024, 145 basis points. And the way that we interpret these, these numbers, as I've said in recent videos, isn't that the market is expecting a half half basis point or, or a half percent rate cut in the second half of this year and then 1% in the first half of next year. What it's saying is the balance of probabilities are heavily skewed to rates falling at some point in the near future. And that over the intermediate term, they're more than likely than not to be substantially lower. And again, what does that mean? Jay Powell. It means the Fed's going to cut, which means the economy is weak, not soft landing. And there's even more. In fact, there's an overwhelming number of, an overwhelming amount of evidence that suggests strongly rates are going lower everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. In the U.S. Treasury market, I've talked about the two-year forward spread, the difference between the two-year cash nominal U.S. Treasury rate and the two-year forward rate. That one has just completely collapsed in January. Here's another one. Compare the three-month Treasury bill rate with the one-year forward rate. That one turned negative in January. The market is saying we were pretty certain rates were going to go lower up until December. Now we're really certain that rates are going to go lower as January begins. As 2023 starts, markets around the world are even more certain rates are going to go lower. They're not going to go lower in a soft landing. Again, the Fed doesn't believe it's cutting rates at all, even when it gets to its terminal rate hike. So something substantial has to happen or for the first time ever, every single one of these markets is wrong. Now, what are the chances of that? So we look around the landscape, whether it's marketplace, whether it's macroeconomic data, listen to what these companies are saying and look at what they're doing. They're cutting jobs. Has the narrative really shifted to a soft landing from recession? Well, the narrative has shifted, but what about reality? Reality says that in January, even after all of these improvements in consumer prices, it's not going well because the improvement in consumer prices are not because the economy is improving, but because it suffered too much damage last year, and now it is almost certainly too late. Too, too late. Rates, rates are going lower. I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, a huge thank you to Eurodollar University members as well as our research subscribers. If you're interested in what they're getting, check us out at eurodollar.university. And until next time, take care.